This is Two Girls, One Mike, the show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn. Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the porn podcast that says you should talk about sex with your kids unless you're Woody Allen. I'm your co-host, Alice Vaughn, and with me, I have my stunning co-host, as always, the incredible Yvette Donchmont, aka the Cybabe. Yvette, how are you doing today? You know, Woody Allen hasn't talked to me about sex, so it's a good day. Uh, has Woody Allen talked to you about sex this week? No, but it, he's ready to cast me in a movie with Diane Keaton. Oh, God. We're after about sex. You know, it's it's been an interesting... So we're recording this on... Uh, hold on a second. I, I, I forgot. D- time has no meaning anymore in this apocalypse. It's the 16th of September, so uh, we're in the middle of a lot of crusaders for saving the children, letting us know that a movie that's been out for years called uh, Mignons in French, or Cuties in America... That's the downfall of civilization because it shows children dancing. Apparently, they missed every season of Dance Moms and Toddlers in Tiaras and the fact that child marriage is legal in this country. But a movie on Netflix, Downfall of Civilization. Did we really want to start with cuties? You brought up Woody Allen. I brought up cuties. I figured one for one. One for I one. I was trying to segment into families without going the trope stepmom route. We always <laughs> go down. But the reason I was bringing up families is because we have... A family on our show. We have Karen Lee and Cam from Sex Talk with My Mom on the show. I'm really sorry. We started with pedos. That's exactly how we like to be yeah. introduced. We, we were, it warms the cockles of our heart. It is our delight to be here. Yes. Thank you for having us. We're so excited. Thank you for joining us. We'd like to start off hearing more about the edible story that we were hearing before we got on <laughs> the mics. Okay, so also recently a thing that happened in, in my life. This was a week ago. Um, it, I think it's been since we've recorded an episode of this. So I have, I have a live stream over on, on the Cybabes, as I do sometimes when life has been particularly horrible because we're in the apocalypse and everything's a flaming dumpster fire. I took an edible <laughs> that was larger than I realized. Look, I should know this by now. Like, I should know how to dose these things. But, um, you know, my husband works at a pot company and, like, he'll bring home tinctures. And look, when you're just dosing this out with a measuring dropper, you're not always measuring precisely, especially when it's really concentrated. So I took an edible, uh, or more accurately, more accurately, dear God, more accurately, a picture. Uh, no, I have not taken, I have not had any pot so far today. How about Adderall? No Adderall either. <gasps> Ooh, my favorite. <laughs> I've, I've had coffee and a little bit of Diet Coke. There's been nothing. Yeah. So I took this edible before starting and 45 minutes in, I'm in the middle of a ramble, like explaining something and I'm explaining it passionately. And at the end of it, I'm like, Oh, that all flowed really easily because all of a sudden I am quite high. <laughs> and, I, and, and I've gotten through uh, live streams like a little toasty or, you know, moderately like, hey, this is starting to get my language a little slowed down or, you know, occasionally a word will get mixed up or something. But all of a sudden I realized I was by the end of a sentence, I wasn't sure what I was rambling about at the beginning of the sentence. Oh, I'm like, my oh. God. And. You know, my audience is used to that happening. Sometimes I'll go, what the fuck was I rambling about before I so rudely interrupted myself? Like, they're used to that. A lot of people were saying, no, you're fine. You're fine. It's totally okay. It's totally okay. We're enjoying this. And like two people who I... Are you sure you're not on caffeine or Adderall today? (laughs) She definitely is on caffeine. She's got coffee. No Adderall. A lot of... I'm on a supplement for (laughs) my headaches now. (laughs) Oh, God. This is going to be the Yvette's on Drugs Power Hour. It seems to be working, but also I don't know if there are any behavioral side effects. So we're finding that out live on real time now. (laughs) (laughs) I I am so glad. I feel so much better about myself when I hear this rambling. This this makes me feel better about myself. It is amazing. When we're doing the podcast, too, I I feel just like Alistair. I'm like, okay, 
wrap it up. We she, got <laughs> she used the same hand signal with a little finger twirling. Like, that's exactly what Cam does to me. He's like, yeah. okay, you talked <laughs> enough, enough words. We got to get some other. We have to move on. Cam and Alice have to start a support group. <laughs> I feel bad for them. I do. I now I see. I can see how you. I can be very frustrating to you. It, yeah. Thank you. I, I mean, I enjoyed. The, I enjoyed the ramble. And not saying that you're rambling. I enjoyed. Your... Oh no, I'm saying that I'm rambling. It's okay. Yeah. It's fine. Like Alice, I know Alice's job of being like. I need to just eventually pull this back. I need to yeah. need to get this. There's a track we were on. Yes, yeah, and yeah. this is not on that anymore. Like so, I, I Cam understand. and Karen, uh, are you guys ever on edibles or uh, have a sip of wine? No, I mean, well, first of all. If it was between the two of us, it's more likely that I would be high rather than Cam. She's high all the time. No, I'm not. I, you always say that. And you're, I'm, you're he, in LA. He gives it's me a legal. Bad no, I, but it's just inaccurate. It might have been more accurate before COVID because I'm convinced that like I'll get COVID and my lungs are going to be like fried. So that's why I'm concerned about you know smoking. From a scientific point of view, Yvette, would you agree with that? Here's the big difference between uh, smoking uh, the marijuanas and smoking the tobacco is that there doesn't seem to be any firm evidence that smoking cannabis causes uh, lung cancer or any major lung damage. It can cause some bronchial inflammation, but really not any lung damage the same way. Someone's going to send me an email after this saying, but Bob Marley got lung cancer. I'm like, yes, people get lung cancer who smoke and it's not, but it's not at the same rate of people who smoke tobacco. I'm talking talking more about making you susceptible to sober. COVID? COVID, yes. That's what I'm concerned. I'm gonna, I'll smoke weed and the next day I'm going to get COVID and I'm like, fuck. It's the type of uh, long-term damage that you get from smoking nicotine and like you need a, a shall I say, a deep damage, not a I smoked a joint. Mm. Oh, should, should we go get a joint then and smoke? <laughs> we got permission. Y'all come over and hang out on my porch and we can, we can take care of this. So anyway, but it, as far as the question was concerned, both of us are highly susceptible people to any kind of medications. I can speak for both of us in this, right? That's fair. Cam, a lot more than me. And I'm kind of like the pusher mom. Like, I'm like, come on, we're at a concert, smoke some weed, have a good, have some, you know, have some fun over here. She is my pusher mom. Are you, are you taking adoption applications? Oh. I have two other kids and they managed to be fine. I push it on them. They don't. They don't seem to have any I problems. Think they're wanting to be some of your kids. Oh, oh I oh, no, you were I'm, saying I'm I the should. one who pushed the pot on my mom for the first time. I got her high for the first time in her fifties. Oh, oh wow! I, I'm, that's that's my kind of woman. She needed it. All I'm saying is that uh, I'm a self-sustaining, you know, thirty-some-odd-year-old. I'll take an extra mom. Oh, I, believe me, I've I've got quite a few children after the, doing the podcast for five years. She adopts often. I adapt often because I always fall in love. She could use a mom who tells her she's just all, she's totally fine and could use more drugs in her system. <laughs> okay. Alice, you're totally fine. You could use more drugs in your system. Aww. And, uh, you know, have a lot of sex too. <laughs> yeah. This is, kind of, this is kind of what it was ingrained in me growing up. Tell her if anything, she could stand to be more slutty. Oh, yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. Now we're getting oh, somewhere. Re- release that inner slut. Trust <laughs> there is no read. What are you waiting for? I mean, this. I'm actually going to do, a, I think I'm going to do a book with a friend of mine who's a sexologist, and I think it's going to be called, What Are You Waiting For? Oh, really? Yeah. And not just sex, but life in general. What are you waiting for? I'm waiting for a vaccine. <laughs> All right. That's one. That is a, That makes sense. It's like, look, I can't could have put a condom on the lungs. <laughs> 
I'm still trying to figure out if there's a safe way to fuck a stranger, like other than a glory hole or or doggy. Well, that's why we came on the show. I thought you were going to tell us exactly oh. how to do Not us, because I have a boyfriend, but Cam has been grappling with this issue. <laughs> Would you rather find out that you are with a stranger that has COVID or a stranger who has got an STD? Depends on the STD. No, you, you, have, to pick, you have to pick one or the other. You can't just like... Uh, I, I mean, mean, you could get super gonorrhea. I don't know. Like, I mean, if it's AIDS, I would I'd take my risk with COVID just because that's medication for the rest of your life with the HIV. And I hear it is it can be expensive. But if it's <laughs> if it's chlamydia, I'll be like, yeah, just give me some fucking antibiotics. I'll be fine in a week. I you think know? that's like, the answer right there. Okay, well, I was just doing a hypothetical and um, you guys all failed because you were supposed to say, uh, I like to stay safe no matter what. Uh, oh, <laughs> I, you gave us an either or, though. You said we had to. I don't know. Mm. I, I made that ending up as I, as I went along there. No, in reality, I mean, it's a, it is a scary time because you're just like yeah. dodging bullets. Yeah, Not, you got to ask yeah. for a lot of tests when you start dating. You got to see when was the last time you took a C test? Yeah. What's the COVID test? Yeah. A vision test? <laughs> Why a vision test? I like that they have good sight. You, know? you don't have good sight. Uh, excuse you. I need guys to have a vision test to find the clitoris. Look oh. at that. I need to know where they are on Maslow's hierarchy of need before they're even allowed to hold my hand. That's a great test. Have they taken a Myers-Briggs test? Yeah. That, that's another excellent test. It's useless. For me, if they've taken a Myers-Briggs test, that just means I won't date them. <laughs> <laughs> Why? You fell for pseudoscience. Fuck off. Ah. Myers-Briggs tests are meaningless. They actually are. They're just basically horoscopes, but more complicated. They're horoscopes that make us feel good about ourselves. Excuse me. Somebody believes in horoscopes right here, Miss oh, Scientist. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. I have just lost one daughter. And <laughs> Shit. Hey, we like you anyway. It's okay. Well, by the end of this, if I can guess your exact sign, would you believe in astrology? No, because my, my date of birth is listed on Wikipedia. I would so, do something. I, I, could, I, could, <laughs> I could promise you that she has not seen your Wikipedia page. Yeah. I didn't do enough research, which is part and parcel for my ADD. <laughs> but anyway. So, Karen Lee and Cam, you guys have a podcast, Sex Talk with My Mom. I'm sure you guys get this question all the time. How and why, Cam, are you talking about sex publicly <laughs> with your mother? It's a good question that I ask myself regularly, actually. <laughs> it's a long story. It involves tragedy, comedy. But to start, I mean, obviously, this is a very unusual individual, my mother. Well, thank uh, you. I love her so much. I feel I want to become a lifelong friend with her. She seems like a piece Done. of my soul. Oh. When COVID is over and we can safely hang out, let's safely hang out. Okay. So, you know, I grew up with this. And so obviously I was, the conversation about sex was always on the table for us. Nice. Despite me not ever having it growing up. <laughs> uh, but I, I was able to talk about it with you. My friends were able to talk about it with you. Good. Your girlfriends were also able to talk about it with your mother about you. <laughs> At that point, there was not really any girlfriends coming over to, you know. We're talking high school and and when he went to college. Although now, ex-lovers have come on the show to talk about and we our de sex. We debrief some of Kim's dates, which are... Quite funny if oh, you ever want to oh, take, oh, man. take a deep dive into sex talk with my mom's uh, I, I need to know, library. like, with the debriefings, has there, what has the craziest debriefing been like? Oh, there was one, I'd say there was one that, it was a one night stand, and she came on, like, a few days later, and oh. I thought this was, like, one of the worst experiences oh my God. of my life, and she thought it was one of the best experiences of her yeah. life, and oh. so we were on such different pages 
Wow, that, that that's kind enlightening. Of, it, was, it was fascinating. It was a, it was a good one, but so, it, some of them are very funny, you know. Was it a bad sexual experience for you, or did you think it was a bad sexual experience? For, I'm just curious how that disconnect worked. It wasn't really bad. Both. It wasn't really bad. It was more like uh, casual sex versus um, romantic sex. Oh, yeah. I think she was used to very uh, rough casual sex that she was <laughs> that she learned about through porn, and. That was not the sex that I'm drawn to. And so... Fair. And so she kind of was offering that, and I was kind of offering the this new alternative. And I was like, <laughs> what's going on? This is such a disconnect over here. And then oh, she's man. like, it felt like Nora Jones was playing in the background. Just, I don't know if she meant that as a compliment, but that's... She didn't. It, she did not. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Does anyone ever think that Nora Jones gets really annoyed with her sexual partners? Because instead of playing Come Away With Me, she'll start, they'll ask her to start singing it. Oh. I bet you that does happen. I would definitely ask for that. I would love if we found out that Nora Jones was actually a freak in bed. And she's like, no, I want to hear heavy metal playing. <laughs> I want I want the corsets and the whips. I want everything. Like, it's just, I like when people are not who you expect. Well, what is on your playlist? If you guys could put like one song on your sex playlist, what would it be? Uh, comfortably numb as performed in the uh, in the soundtrack to The Departed. Really good to fuck to. Oh, that's, that's very hot. Uh, you know that song? By You're talking about by Pink Floyd? I guess it just departed. There's a different uh, version in the departed soundtrack. Let me let, let me see if I can find it. I guess I'm gonna go with the one that first came to mind. Let the bodies hit the floor. What? <laughs> what is that? By Drowning Pool. Uh, it, it's very horrific. Uh, if you're <laughs> listening to this, Google it. It's uh, you know what? It's a horrible song to have sex to. I don't know why I said it. Ah. It just it came to my brain. <laughs> that is adorable. You can't be same one song of my for karaoke. I'm sorry. Oh my god, you do it for karaoke too? I, you know, if I'm willing to lose my voice, I could kind of go into a bit of a demonic voice. But uh, yeah, you know, what? you should you should lip sync that on TikTok. Oh my god, that would require me to create a TikTok account. I created one for four seconds because I was like, I'm an online personality. I should have it, and then I was like, Oh, this is spyware. Oops. <laughs> oh, so. she, my mother has given up on privacy. She is all over TikTok. I, I am now huge in the Philippines on TikTok. I'm the phenom Ooh. over there. <laughs> yeah, I love the Filipino culture. How do you know it's the Philippines you're big in? Because I've got 10,000 views overnight. I mean, I, well, what am I saying? 10, 25,000 views overnight. Oh, dang. I, specifically Filipino songs. Filipino TikTok. What what are the Filipinos into that I can draw this crowd? Just fun little dances that are adorable. Let me tell you something. You're going to learn a lot from Filipino TikTok about life. Just enjoy your life. Do you want us to get back to our origin story at all? Oh, yeah. Or should we yeah, just... yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, do, sure. let's go let's, back there. Let's, let's hear it. So right. basically, at, at the age of 17, when I was 17, my father died suddenly. Uh, he was murdered at work. Uh <laughs> Uh, I'm only laughing because I'm looking at Yvette and she was like... Pregnant. I know, I didn't. I wanted to stall a little bit, but that's kind of... Uh, <laughs> it's like, what? She, what? Hold on. She I, was I took like, like, I just, turning away. Did I just take an edible? We left off at murder, Yvette. <sighs> murder. Like, Hold on, I a took a moment there. to... Oh, I took the wrong moment to not be paying attention. Oh, no, I mean, I had my headphones and so obviously I could hear everything. It was just... Moment, wrong moment to not be like, staring like, directly am, into your eyes. Am for, I doing an edible? 
What am I taking these days? What did I hear? Okay, yes, it's true. He was murdered. He was murdered. It flipped our worlds upside down. Jesus. It was just... This, a, is, this, is the, this is the tragedy part. Yeah, it was like a random workplace homicide. And so... Oh, my God. Yeah, it was nuts. And, and so then that obviously brought my mom and I much closer, along with my siblings. At that point, we're like, well, what the fuck? Who cares about talking about sex? You, you, yeah. Everything is put into perspective. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then you you could take over for your story. All right. So at, at that point, um, I became single again. I was uh, in my 40s. And I decided to go online and get some tips about dating. And I realized that there were only like wingmen and, you know, it's just one of those like called pickup, pickup artists. artists, wing girls oh, and pickup artists. There was nothing really for someone in their forties going out there again. And I got married to my high, my college sweetheart. I was going to say high school, but I wasn't that old. I was twenty three when I got married. So now I hadn't been in the dating world in so many years. So I decided I'm just going to start dating again. Like I said, I couldn't find anybody to help me out. So I decided, well, I'm just going to start my own YouTube channel and help other women out from all the experience that I got out there. So nice. guess how many people. At the end of a month, we're watching my YouTube channel. This could vary anywhere between 25 people and 250,000. I have no idea. Right. I guess I shouldn't have said people. Guess you should how, specify guess how many, what, what year it was, too. And this was in the probably 07, 08. Are we talking subscribers or how many of you? Just tell us because I'm not going to be right. able to guess. And I, it was a shitty question I, I, because it's actually how many women, older women, were you know following and liking and watching my videos. 80, 80 in a month. Okay, that's not good. But guess who I found were taking an active interest in this YouTube channel? 18 to 35-year-old horny guys wanting to learn about cougars. Oh, so, that's as I will, as I lean into whenever I see a trend, as you from the like example, Filipino TikTokers, I leaned into the younger guy thing and I started putting out videos that they would like about sex. We usually questions about cougars and then they want to know about penis size. Then they want to know about oral sex. So I found a bunch of porn stars who came on the show. They told them all the deep nice. secrets, sexologists, some of my friends. And then Cam discovered this. Well, I wrote, I, I wrote a book. <laughs> Coo- no, 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 coo- no, no, no. Okay, never mind. Uh, what happened was that I thought she was making, I was in college at the time, I thought she was going to be just making a show to help women get back out there and date again. It was called Love Encore. And then I'm Googling one day my own oral sex tips, and I see my mother's video <laughs> is recommended to me. Well, obviously it was a good one. <laughs> I think it was like... <laughs> Cougar's Oral Sex Tips Part 3 or some shit like that. You missed Part 1 and 2. I'm sorry. This warms my heart. It was a complete role reversal. I should be the one making oral sex tip videos. Yes. It's like, I love how open you guys are. Like, it was, shall we say, a far less traumatic thing that brought me and my uh, mother uh, close like this. Um, my my father did not, was not murdered. Long, long story. So yeah, daddy was a piece of work, um, but brought me and mom close together in a way that we were just able to. See, there you go. With every, one door closes and other opens. Very different situations, but that trauma bonding. Uh, totally. Was, was, I like the term trauma bonding. Yeah, that, that's exactly what happened. So we, we trauma bonded. You go through something hard. Yeah. We did. Yeah. And then she came out with a book called A Cougar's Guide to Getting Your Ass Back Out There. Yeah. Ah, I love it. Are you pulling it out right now? You're showing this? I want to send this to my mother, actually. Oh, she'd love it. 
Now, was this before or after you can were on America's Got Talent? Oh. This is before. This is all before. So before, so when that happened, then I started. I was doing stand up, and I was like, I got to talk about this shit. This is unreal. And so I started selling her book in my stand-up acts. He oh my God. sold more books in his stand-up than I did on the internet. <laughs> so, Best marketing ever. Yeah, it was pretty oh good. And then I was like, well, we should just come together and do this podcast. That's our origin yeah. story. That's so amazing. I have to say, though, I'm really glad that we're not reviewing a porn today because, okay, so I Googled the, this is not America's Got Talent Triple X, and I was really disappointed by that parody, and that's why I said, yeah, we're definitely just going to talk today, not review it. That is hilarious that they even made porn parody out of... They did? America's Got Talent, yeah. Uh, specifically the human fountains? No. Oh, do you know that Cam was on the, one of the human fountains where he spit in someone's mouth? What? What? Yeah. I thought that's why you brought that up. What? So I was on America's Got Talent. I was part of a, a comedy group that was just four clowns that would spit into each other's mouths and oh as God. like a, a real fountain. It was actually like, they were very talented. Majestic. Majestic, if you Thank will. You. I don't think right now, okay, put it this way. When we had someone named Dirty Lola tell you that it was the most disgusting thing she's ever heard, and you know there's a problem. <laughs> it was gross. Uh, like, and obviously pre-COVID. Are you sure this is not a fetish? Four clowns spitting into someone's mouth? I'm sure that that is someone's fetish. I, I feel like you changed the trajectory and the flumminess just slightly. <laughs> this is a very <laughs> different scene. Very different. Well, Cam actually, so, did, I think you spit into Tyra Banks's mouth. I spit into someone's mouth that spit into Tyra's mouth. No, it wasn't a direct spit. Or actually, she spit. I don't a, know. It was an indirect spit. Who cares? If Tyra Banks spit into your mouth, babe, that's... I was a little concerned, actually. I actually yeah. think I was involved with that spit, and I yeah. was concerned about the <laughs> yeah. bacteria and stuff. Yeah, this is even before COVID. You can imagine uh, how he'd be if during COVID. I am a germaphobe, so the whole thing was... Yeah. Fucked. It's weird. I have OCD and I'm not a germaphobe. I'm just scared of COVID because that one's deadly. Yeah, yeah. So in the parody, porn stars are performing on and off stage to see who's the most talented fucker on earth. But now I really want them to do redo this entire porn to have exactly your scene just put yeah. into the porn. Yeah. Just Clowns spitting into someone's mouth. This fits in so well. I feel like they could just take that and make it a little dirtier for the porn. It, it was is, pretty dirty. It's pretty disgusting. It's, it's just, it, it, <laughs> we were spitting out like hot dogs. and It was it was revolting. What? Eggs. I'll be honest with you. I couldn't even watch half of it. It was disgusting. Oh, my God. It was pretty, good, pretty, pretty bad. But, I mean, it was my son, just, so I went to support him. I, I love when people take a risk like that. Like, just that is an artistic, like, look, we're going all in. It's going to be weird. Come for it. When he got asked to do it, he literally came. He came over. We were recording a podcast. And I see him taking a whole jug of water and spitting it off the balcony. I'm like, what the fuck? He goes, I'm practicing. Yeah. He's practicing. Overnight, he taught himself how to do this. It's not that easy to spit in a stream like a fountain. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. The things, Take the things you can The things you can do with your mouth. Yeah, thank you. I actually, <laughs> I did build up a lot of strength in my mouth from the whole thing. So how has that worked out with your dating life? Hasn't had any impact. Yeah, you never asked any girl, like, what what they thought of you after they said it? Like, I'm just saying, women, when we're alone, we use the shower head to take care of things sometimes. Just try that shit out on a woman. Oh, Be like, I hey, have never tried that. Can I spit water? Directed at a clit. Can I be your personal shower head? Oh, that's pretty good. Look, just, just try it out sometime. 
I'll let you know how it goes. Can you imagine Cam has to tell this dates? Well, what do you do? Well, I'm on American Scout Talent, spitting into each other's mouths. I have a podcast where I talk about sex with my mom. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> these girls must think you're nuts. Are you kidding me? I own a crayon company and I own a castle. So you're fine. And we talk porn all the time. What? The crayon? Yeah. I, did, I knew about the crayon, but I didn't know about the castle. Oh, I'm selling it anyway. So that's... Uh, Patreons know about that. NBDs. Castles being sold. Who cares? Oh, wow. So anyway, and I just wrote another book for the men, by the way. <gasps> oh. Called Fuck Games, Date Cougars. F-Star Games, Date Cougars. This is for the guys. For all the questions over the years with the 18 to 35-year-old men that want to know about cougars, here's your answer. Is there an age at which someone becomes a cougar? I like to say it's when you're after the preventative Botox years. <laughs> When do the preventative Botox years start? I hit the post-preventative Botox years at like 34. <laughs> so I'm just saying. I don't know. You know, people do ask that question quite frequently. And I just think it's a mindset. I've changed the word cougar to be using the acronym confident, older, unique, genuine, assertive, and racy woman. Oh, I love you. That's what I think of as a cougar. <laughs> I will qualify both of you guys as cougars. Oh, Wow. Yeah. High praise. High praise for me. I like that. I'm 37, so I feel like if divorce were to hit my life, I would be automatically in my cougar years. There are enough gray hairs now. <laughs> it's happening. You know, I'm not 20, so uh, in porn years, uh, yes, I'm a cougar. <laughs> it. It's unfortunately true. I'd qualify myself as a cougar. <laughs> Pretty much anybody who's confident is a cougar. Is there a different designation for men after they hit a certain age? Or I get they... asked that a lot, too. And I call them maybe the silver fox. This is true. It's very true. It's more of a mindset than anything else. I, always, I really do believe age is a number. Have you guys been in relationships with people much older or much younger than you? Yes. Uh, much older, yes. Not much younger, though. My husband's only two years younger than me. And I've been involved with someone 30 years older than me. Oh, wow. Did people give you a lot of hard time, Yvette, about that? The older one, yeah. uh, 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 one of my aunts did, and she was like, what could this older man possibly want from you? And I'm like, pussy? <laughs> like, this this 28-year-old pussy is what I'm like, look, this isn't going to get any younger. So I don't. we had a great time. It's, you know, we, we both knew what we were there for. It was a lot of fun. I have no regrets. What were you there for? You wanted the, a much older man? She likes old cock. I'd known him for a while. Um, we were, we had really great sexual chemistry. We were good friends. Um, it was a lot of fun. The sex was fantastic. So but I had no. It, uh, it, it, it is good if you know there's no obligations because you know like this ultimately is not going to. Yeah. Like if this you was, re reverse that and it was a, uh, a older woman dating a guy that's in you know their twenties, you would be like. What, that little hussy? No, I'm just kidding. Um, you would probably be like, you know, people definitely stigmatize that much more than the other way around. Yeah. And that's what I really try to break down that stigma. People can date anyone of any age they want. Yeah. Ben Franklin did for crying out loud. Yeah. Alice, you said you, you dated someone 14 years older? Yeah, I was really disappointed because I got into a long-term relationship. I happened to find my person way too young, but I know had I not found him, I would have definitely dated guys who are way older than 14 years older for reasons like I'm attracted to older men and tuition. Uh, <laughs> oh. But I would have, but unfortunately I found my guy at 22, so who's 10 years older than me. Well, that's, oh, wow. so. that's equivalent to cougar-like behavior. 
I guess so. You know, he was 32. I was 22 at the time. So it still worked out with the half your age plus seven. Now, oh, here's my question. So does that work for men and women for the, you know, you take the older person's age, half your age plus seven. Okay, work with me on this. So if someone's 50 years old, you take half their age or 25 plus seven, 32 would be the lowest age you could go as far as being in a relationship with them. Otherwise, you probably might not have anything in common. What's your guys take on this? I have a theory. That after age 27, until between 27 and 65, we were all the same age. Oh, I like that's it. pretty I like interesting. It a lot. I know from science, you know, 25 is when the brain develops. It was funny when I was almost 30, like I was on uh, OkCupid. I already had that theory that 27, because I'd seen enough guys that I worked with, like around 27 was where they suddenly started being like, I'm going to buy a house and propose to my girlfriend, like without the girlfriend's nagging. <laughs> like that was when they suddenly was like, like the adulthood solidified. Uh, and so like, 27 is where I've decided you turn into like that's that's where you become a velveteen rabbit and you turn into a real rabbit. I don't know. Like that's 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 where you really adult out. But like 27 to 65, you're just you're all working. You're all real adults. You're all saving for like you're all kind of the same age. So fuck whoever you want. Wow. That's kind of in that same you know category between 27 and 65. I like that theory. Would you ever date a 65 year old woman? Would you ever fuck a 65-year-old uh, woman? Sorry. I don't I know. I probably noted both of those, honestly. But Because my, my friends have hit on Cam. Yeah, it was not going to hit. I don't think so. I, there is something also very off-putting to me to know that I'd be fucking someone the same age or older than my mother. Oh, question, Cam. Uh, Christy Brinkley. You know who she is, right? No. He doesn't know. What? He doesn't watch TV and do normal things. Yeah. Ah. I, I'm under, I live under a rock. He's kind of like a Buddhist. He is a Buddhist. Okay. Well, I'll get a picture of her up really, really quickly. I'm a monk. Christy Brinkley was married to Billy Joel, and she was one of the, the first, uh, one of the best swimsuit models on the Sports Illustrated cover. Okay. I'm sharing uh, photos. Can you see? And yeah. by the way, you know it. There's a little touched up, okay? But you can't tell the difference between her daughter and her. Okay. So, Cam, would you bone Christy Brinkley? Yeah, probably. Oh. Okay. She's 66. <laughs> Yeah, look at that. Yeah, and Madonna is, is my age. I, I mean, uh, there is something off-putting about it, though. I, I it would be very, yeah. And I'll take I him, think down, I'd be to in take my him head. down to 20. He wouldn't do that either. All right, here's a question for you. Because she's on my husband's cheat list. Because he asked me once, if I got the opportunity to, is it okay? I'm like, if you did not bone this woman, I would divorce you. Um, he, uh, <laughs> would you bone Dame Helen Mirren? No, he would not. No. <gasps> <laughs> what is wrong with you? I would, we can't. Would you bone Brad Pitt? Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's like in his late fifties too, or mid fifties. You got to say yes to that. No, I, probably not. <laughs> All right. Who the fuck would you bone? This is why I'm not having that much sex. <laughs> so, he's so picky. It's unbelievable. Mr. Picker Pickerson. Have you considered boning the Queen of England? She's only like <laughs> two hundred eighty. She's definitely on my my list. Look, if the Queen of England ordered me to bone her, I'd be like, which labia lip do you want me to start on? Like, that's that's <laughs> what you do when the Queen of England gives you an order. Just to say, you bone someone who is as old as the United States. <laughs> oh, so it's on your bucket list. It's on your fuck it list. Who else is on your fuck it list? Oh, God. I, I have my two celebrity, um, if the opportunity arises, it never will, but I'll do it. When I say the cheat list that the husband's aware of, these are the I'll call you after, not the I'll call you before to ask permission list. Uh, my two are obviously Henry Cable, because if he's not on your cheat list, what are you doing with your life? Wait, who's Henry Cable? 
Superman. Wait, didn't we just hear that today? Yes. Holy fuck. I thought that I thought I thought I was losing my fucking mind. We had a podcast today. He just said the same thing. Gabriel said he'd he would fuck Henry Cable. And I said, Who's Henry Cable? And he said Superman. He's uh he's Superman. He's also in The Witcher. He's Geralt in the picture of him uh shirtless in the bathtub there. Um he's just oh, he's so devastatingly yummy. Oh, yummy. Oh, God. I still take Brad Pitt. Um, But the other one is, and this is not on everyone's list, but he's on mine, uh, Trevor Noah. I adore him. Oh. He's just, he's, oh, those dimples. Just mm, deep dimples. And he's so smart. And when he, like, I love the scene. They have the between the scenes uh, bits that they'll show on YouTube. And when he's just rattling off something when they're interviewing him and he's, and like an audience will throw him a question, an audience member will throw him a question. He's just, he is such a good uh, analyst of what's going on in the world that I I just, uh, his brain does it for me. So those are my two. Yeah, it's pretty funny that the brain, I am doubtful that most people would respond with like, or at least most men would respond saying, oh yeah, I, this woman is on my fucking list because her brain is just so amazing when she responds I mean, and analyzes questions. What about, the guy, what about the guy from Peaky Blinders? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who, who's that? Oh, I don't know. Here we go again. <laughs> I, I, I Literally, like I'm obsessed with this show and uh, apparently one of our fans said I was wrong about who the lead guy is. Now I got to go look it up again because I forgot his name again because I keep getting all confused. But Is it Cillian Murphy are you talking yes, about? Yes, thank you. He looks like he's bangable. Yeah, Highly bangable. It's a character Good lips. that he plays. See, I'm a big, per- I believe in 99% is up here. And an interesting little story is that when I met my boyfriend, he was like obsessed with Nina Hartley, the porn star. Oh, we love her. <laughs> we love Nina here so much. She's great. Right. Well, Nina and I happen to become close friends over the years. <gasps> we kind of double date sometimes. And I had already signed off on him being able to have sex with her anytime that, you know, it, like he, on the list, right? Until we ended up becoming really good friends with them. Now it's a whole different ball game. So the fucking list can actually become a reality. The fucking list can. Oh, so that's my problem. Henry Cable could be on your fucking list. I mean, it could become a reality. That's the thing that worries me about saying my fucking list or, or my cheat list out, out out loud is that I'm just famous enough that I could meet <laughs> these people. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to say Trevor Noah out loud because what if I ever get called to be on The Daily Show? <laughs> that, that shit could happen and could be awkward. But might be good. Right? Like, that's the thing. My partner and I have had these discussions of we can't give each other passes because with my luck, I end up somehow meeting these people where it's like, oh, yeah, I grew up with a crush on Hugh Laurie. And then a few years ago. (laughs) Yeah. That's the thing is like there has to be like an expiration date at some point (laughs) because, I mean, I wouldn't have put Cillian Murphy. I would not have necessarily put him on my list, you know, a couple of years ago, but he's on my list now. So you get like a certain <laughs> amount of spots and then you get I think of, it's a rotation. Yeah. You know, there's someone can rotate like Clint Eastwood maybe is out of my spot. He's rotated off. You got to, I think, have enough of a Kevin Bacon distance where it's just not doable. Like, I can't say well, he man- would not be on anybody's. I could tell you that he's not the lover. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying, like, you can't be within, I guess, a few connections of that person because, like, I can't just say, like, pre porn podcast, I would say, oh, Manuel Ferrara. And now I'm like, yeah, it's no, a uh, I am. It is a very good possibility. So, no. I think between the two of us, we are too few degrees of separation 
from anyone. And it's like, we just have to say, here are the people who, if we ever get the chance, are our partners okay with it? And if they are, and that ever comes up, you take that chance. <laughs> you go for it. Are you both in monogamous relationships? Apparently. Monogamous. Wait, this, wait. This is what everyone's response is these days. So switch topics for a second, because I have no idea how we got on fucking list. Um, it's so, a fun topic. That's why. It's our favorite list. Karen Lee, what advice do you find yourself giving now frequently nowadays, aside from, you know, part 17 and 18 on, you know, how to give oral? <laughs> yeah, I don't have any. You know, the truth of the matter is I'm not even an expert at that because uh, I just I just bring on like porn stars or sexologists and they let them ramble on about it. I have enough. Of, they're, they're the experts. And I think that's the main thing. I, I'm the expert on saying be confident and follow your gut and communicate. Those, that's the best advice I could tell you. Just be oh, yeah. confident, follow your gut, and communicate. And Kim, what's the best advice you've gotten from your mother thus far? I think she, her constant nagging has actually had <laughs> a positive impact. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Uh, that? That was like an underhanded compliment. I don't even know if that's a compliment. Hey, it was back, hey, backhanded, It was a not underhanded compliment. Yeah. It was a shitty compliment. No, no, it's a compliment. It, honestly, because I think you have taught me that what you, what you preach, which is be confident, just... Go after what you believe in. And it's very helpful in all aspects of life. And some people never get like hear that you should be confident and go, yeah, 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 I need to do enough things to be confident. No, sometimes just forcing yourself to go, I can have confidence in myself. I'm worthy of it. Sometimes having a, a cheerleader in your corner to tell you that is all it takes, even if it does take, quote, nagging. So that's what I'm picking up from you. Yeah, I think it, it, when we were able to go out to bars if I saw someone I really wanted to meet, my first response would be like, oh, God, I, this, this is going to lead to an awkward conversation. I, I, they're gonna, it's going to lead to rejection. Looping. looping. And then I'd hear my mother's voice saying, looping, looping, <laughs> get the fuck over there. Five, four, three, two, one, go. And, <laughs> and then I'd be like, all right, fine, mom. And then I'll go up to her and be like, hello. Uh, my mother says I should come over here. You're like no, in the movie did, I wouldn't say that, but... with a little voice in your ear. <laughs> oh but God. that's it. Wait, does she play your wingman? In yeah, essentially, in my brain, I think that my mother is a yeah. Have a little mother angel on your shoulder. I don't know if it's an angel. You have the self-doubt <laughs> devil on your shoulder going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She'll never fuck you, and you have the mother angel going. Do it. Get over there. You. Yes. Can, I didn't that's train exactly you to be it. unconfident. Yeah, well, that's what good. what is the honestly? What's the single most attractive thing about cougars? That's most guys like I ask them. What what do you think about cougars? And the most important trait they've always said is confidence. They have confidence, <laughs> and the fact that they don't play games. The main thing is it's being attracted to someone, anybody, man, old, young, whatever. If the person has confidence, we're attracted to that because it's it's like a positive quality. Think about it. Would you be attracted to someone who's like, ah, I'm like, if I'm going to rate myself from a one to 10, I give myself a two. No, then, then you're going to get a two. You're not going to get a 10 if you think you're a two. I mean, that was the thing with the older guy that I dated. He knew what he brought to the table. There was no uh, a stack like, of bills. He was, well, that, <laughs> he was not paying for shit to me, but he was he was monetarily endowed. Uh, but no, like he I think partially the fact that he did uh, was well off. Like he didn't. He, he didn't need shit. He didn't need to prove anything. And like the fact that he knew he didn't need to prove anything helped him have confidence. And like, I think if you walk through life going, I don't have to prove anything, kind of helps you sink into your own skin a little bit. And once you get to cougar age, you're like, I don't, I don't need to tell you anything. I don't need to prove anything to you. You get to be yourself a little bit more. 
it is pretty interesting how money can have that. Even though I would like to think of myself as not, like my confidence is not so tied to my income. When I've had more money, I'm definitely more confident. Oh, yeah. Your confidence is mostly tied to your spitting ability. Yeah, that's what I really want my confidence to be tied to. Well, he likes to be able to pay for a glass of wine for his potential date, right? Yeah. All right. Things like that are helpful. Yeah. I also think that it's just like a general mindset. Like you're not like in a lack. Yeah. Your cup overfloweth. Yeah. (laughs) Knowing knowing that you could have like two emergencies and your account is still going to be in the black is, is helpful. Yeah. That is a good point. I've been very poor in my life and I've been at a point where my, my talks are being well paid. And it's like, which one do I want to be? It's which one makes me feel happy. And like yeah. my life is going well, mm, not the very poor one. So, <laughs> Well, they say you have to have a certain amount of money. I think when I saw the movie Happy, it was 50000 in your bank account. Now I think it's going up to 75000 or something yeah. like that. After that, there's no difference in happiness. Like you can be a millionaire and be unhappy and you can have 50000 in your in your bank account and be the happiest person on the planet. I don't know if it's in your bank account. What I read was uh, getting, making, uh, and it depends on where you live in the country, uh, of course, based on cost of living. But for the median uh, cost of living in this country, if you're making about $70,000 a year, that's kind of where making more than that doesn't seem to make people more happy because, right, you know, exactly more that. money, more problems. Mm-hmm. That was a very impactful movie. The movie Happy. Is my money more problems? Because for me, I, I see it as more solutions. It more solutions? Depends, I think. I, I mean, uh, sometimes fair. like if you, I at one point or another had a, a very large house and it was a pain in my ass. I had a, a deal with like making sure all the, everything's working and, and the, the, the bathrooms are cleaned. And it's just like it, I'm much happier in my one bedroom apartment. It's much easier to, to manage. I mean, how much more happiness oh, yeah. has your castle brought you, Alice? You're selling it. Oh, fuck this place. <laughs> so, are you in I, the castle right now? Wait, I thought you were talking about like a doll castle. What are you talking about with a castle? You bought a castle. <laughs> Based on your crayons? They went viral a handful of times and people bought a lot of them. Are they wow. shaped in the size in the shape of a penis or something? No, they just have horrible names. So oh, things so like funny. miscarriage maroon, a oh. privilege white. Oh God, I gotta get it. I gotta get it. I gotta get a pack of these. It sounds great. I made also a porn pack recently. The porn pack um, has colors like accidental anal amarillo. Uh, I love it. White is. I think I'm going to dot 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 cream. Oh <laughs> my God, this is great. Debbie does dandelion. <laughs> it's the house that crayons built. Problem is, um, I find that a lot of that, especially when people make more money, it's like you start increasing your expenses a little bit more on everything, like a little bit nicer clothes, a little bit more, you know, uh, dining out a little bit more, going to nice, slightly nicer restaurants. And you don't notice it until it's like, oh, spending a lot more on everything overall. Yeah. So my partner and I were getting to a point where, and this sounds kind of crazy, but we realized, okay, what do we do in general now? We work from home, we stay at home. I walk the dog, I go to a park. That's it. So we're kind of just trying to sell the place and move around the country for the next year, year and a half. This is the move. Yeah. And we could save so much more money, you know, not being in Manhattan and paying midtown rates. Did you ever see Lost in America, Albert Brooks? Never heard of it. You guys have to watch that movie. It's what they do. They they, they take their combined income and, they, and all their money. They sell all their possessions and they decide to rent to Winnebago and go across the country. It is fantastic. You will die laughing. It's very funny what happens. If my husband didn't have to be in a lab to do his work. I'm like, I could I could take a little bit of not being in one place. What is he doing with marijuana in a lab? Making it super marijuana. 
Wow. My husband and I both have uh, backgrounds in chemistry. So before I became an online personality, oh God, I hate saying that. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> uh, it's, I, I, I like making fun of myself for my daffy sounding job for someone with a master's degree in forensic science. I'm just saying. Oh, cool. Like it's, it sounds like my I have a bachelor's in chem, master's in forensics, uh, and I worked for eight years as an analytical chemist before starting to ramble about bad science on the internet. And that became my job. Uh, wow. But like my husband uh, has a master's degree in chemistry and organic chemistry specifically. Uh, and he loves pot. And so he's always wanted to do pot chemistry. He uh, worked on a, at another friend's company before and kind of made the process by which they made their vapes. Oh my God. He comes home and he's like, can you tell me what you think of this? I need to, I need more, uh, more testers before it goes to market. I'm like. The edible might've been one of the, his little tester mistakes. It's, <laughs> In, in his defense, no, I'd had that bottle for a while. I just took more of it than I realized. When you said that your your husband was in this this marijuana business, I'm thinking like he's like the guy that I go to on down the block over here named Bam. Oh, no, no. You know, and he's working in the in, you know, oh, no, telling no, no. me which uh, which sativa I should use. No, he's a he's a chief scientist at this company and has part ownership at this point. Oh damn, that's official. That's called official shit. It was really sad because we had a few really rough years because he moved to work as the head of research and development for another friend's company and the company folded and we were just stuck after moving, hunting for a new thing. And we had like pot companies are still like, it's still the wild west. You still don't yeah. know how well someone's funding is. And like we got strung along for a few years with companies that were like, we're, we have funding, sure. And then when we moved back here very quickly, he found this gig. He's been there for a year now and he's doing really well. So it's been interesting. So, Cam and uh, Karen, you guys have been doing your podcast, God, for how long now? How many years? Five. So, in five years of talking sex with your mom, what are some of your favorite moments, guests? I mean, we've been podcasting for two years. We have favorite and horrifying moments, but of course, we're not talking about sex with our mother on the air. What What is the thing you have found out about each other that was unexpected? Oh, Aside from, you know, Karen now having a following in uh, the Philippines yeah. and, you know, <laughs> that, yeah, it's always that, something going, that was expected. That was definitely expected. I was just scrolling through uh, like your episode list and I see like, oh, mom's considering camming and twerking on TikTok. So, I mean, Cam, I'm sure that, you know, you're ex always excited yeah, to find it, something new. I'm always surprised by what the fuck's about. Like the other day I called her up and she's considered, she's like, I'm in the process of setting up an OnlyFans. And I was like, <laughs> what, what do you mean? You're that was just a thought. I wasn't going to do it. I just wanted to see what it was like to sign up and what the sign up process was. So that was a surprise. Because I, I mean, I meet people on the internet, you know, friends of mine that are in their, you know, 50s. One of them in particular, she's like making bank on OnlyFans. She is making like 15 grand, like I forgot, like it was a week or something. It was crazy. So oh, I, I remember now the thing I was most surprised by um, was discovering that my mother, her preferred genre of porn is casting couch i love that nice i like more reality type of face even though you know it's fake i don't like a polished porn that's what you find so that you learn from me after five years no not that i learned from you that i was surprised thing. by it you're surprised I, by that i think if you were to find out what your mother's favorite genre of porn is you'd be fucking surprised I no found, matter what it is i found out my dad had a, a red tube account and i was thrilled he was 90 i was so happy i can't you didn't know what exactly nice. he's watching in there Aww. 
I don't care what he was watching. I was so excited that he was watching porn at 90. I was like, oh, yeah. Now you can see where I came from. I've tried to talk my mother into watching porn because she thinks it's exploitative. <laughs> and I still ha- I'm like, what my plan is when next I'm home, when this is all over, is to sit down and watch a porn with a plot with her. We've done that. Like be like, mom, it's OK. It's fine. <laughs> well, one of the most awkward moments uh, that we've had, though, is because Cam you're not, you're not going to take responsibility for this, but decided to, we were interviewing Chloe, a phone sex operator. Are we allowed to say her name? Yeah. Okay. I guess Cam had done some research and found out that she... No, no, during the podcast episode, she said she, she comes on every show she's on. Yeah. So wow. Cam decides at the on end of the every episode... every podcast. Yeah. yeah. She's interviewed and then she, she comes by request. Now, mind you, we're via Skype. I'm going to ask her to come on to my live stream that's a science live stream <laughs> just to test this out for science. Yeah. No, wait, 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 wait a minute. So, yeah, so she's was, clearly faking it because no, she's a phone sex op. Trust me, what? she was not faking it. She was making some squeaky noises that you wouldn't... You would not this was not a fake. Whoa. I don't know. I mean, I have a friend who can do it very well with like rubbing her cheeks <laughs> and it does sound like some flapping's going on. I want what she's having. <laughs> it was it was so awkward because we were doing it via Skype at that point, similar to Zoom. And we had the two boxes of my, my face because he was in New York. and I, Weren't you in New York? No, I was in LA and you were in Chicago. Yeah. Well, we were in different places. And then she was in a different place. And it was just the most awkward thing to listen to her have an orgasm. I'm looking at him and, and he's looking at me. And I'm like, oh, my God. This, Luckily, she was off screen. It was awkward. There's been a few other awkward moments, like when we had a couple of <laughs> the pleasure mechanics teaching us how to fist. Oh, my God. Yeah, we've learned a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we've learned, we have not been surprised about anything. What's the right way to fist, I guess? Um, right way to fist? You got to go to thepleasuremechanics.com and enter code MOM. And, right? Is that what it is? is that they mom? do have an anal course. Their main thing is that it has to. there's got to be a lot of warm-up. A lot of lube. Fisting yeah. seems like a thing that just you you have to ease slowly yeah. into that one. Like I'm I'm fascinated by fisting porn. I love watching it, but I'm also like ah, I I need to take time if I'm ever to enter that universe or have that universe entered into me. They talked about going elbow deep. It was yeah, uh, and she and- oh. I've showed a vet actually a porn where a girl was uh, fisting herself and got she. It's like she yeah she like she re- went so <gasps> she like she went so deep into her ass herself. behind herself, uh, fisting herself. And here's the thing: she went so deep it looked like she was searching for her keys. Oh like, my it's, god! It's like she reached. I'm like I don't. She's think like I'm, in a Cirque du Soleil position. What the hell? How do I, I, do I don't that? think my torso is short enough for me to like reach. I'm like I'm I'm bendy enough, but I don't think that I can just physically like get my arm to that angle like she just had to have been a, a sprite of a human in terms of how short her upper body was to get her arm so snug into there physiologically you have to be in anatomically correct there that's gonna be difficult after that I, I decided to go on a like I, I feel oh, like no. this term might be might be Deep weird dive. to say but like I, I exactly. I went. I went down a fisting rabbit hole. I like the the fisting porn that I saw involved like a guy, you know, of course, fists up a a, a fairly diminutive human, uh, and like you could see his hand like making. It was like a puppet show in a girl's abdomen. Oh, <laughs> it was the, it was oh, the craziest oh, thing I'd oh. seen. I'm like, I'm I'm like, this isn't sexual for me, but I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm like, make it dance, make it dance. Yeah, sometimes you just can't not look but, the, but then on the other end you're oh. looking and you're like I am going to 
barf. I'm like, if I watch this long enough, maybe I'll get off to it. Oh my <laughs> it was, God. It was crazy. You guys ever think that someone who's really into fisting like dresses up like a Muppet and is like, yo, make me your Muppet. No, that, oh, you're, you're I like co- that. What, you're combining gen- fetish genres. Alice, why did you give me that idea? I yeah. have costumes. What's it called? Cosplay and? Oh my God. Muppet cosplay. Ventriloquism porn. Oh yeah. Ventriloquism <laughs> porn is really just fisting Hello. porn. Hello. <laughs> oh my God. I have to find a ventriloquist now and a furry to make all of my porn dreams come through. I'm sure that would be actually pretty easy. There have to be some perverts who are into both of these things who are like, yeah. You know, we have a large enough fan base. We'll just get a few people emailing us and we'll get it going. Email us info at two girls, one mic if you're into this. We'll make it happen. We know the perverts. We'll make sure you both are COVID negative first. <laughs> Very important. That's what they're doing now at porn sets is they're doing COVID tests along with all the other tests. You walk in, you strip down, they start swabbing you all over the place. Lord knows. No Myers-Briggs. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They might have to do that, too, at this any juncture. Just in case. So, uh, Cam, Karen Lee, where can our listeners find you? Wherever you're listening to this, you can find Sex Talk with My Mom. Yeah, we even have a Patreon page, Sex Talk with My Mom Patreon. We have TikTok, although Karen Lee Potter is where I put all my special TikToks, as discussed. That's about it, right? Yeah, any social platform at Sex Talk with My Mom. Cool. You guys have been wonderful. We have, by the way, uh, so our patrons are going to get the video version of this all fully uncut, unedited. And actually, I have to say, I am really proud of my dog because he, I have some pillows near me, aka his girlfriends, and he's been going at them all day. So I, somehow we found the one hour in the day he didn't hump them. Wow. Thank you very much, doggy. Yeah. My dog decided he didn't want to be in the air-conditioned room. We found it's the one podcast where our dogs have been like, nah, <laughs> nah. Well, we got ours underneath the desk over here, just snoring away. The dogs knew there were cougars in the room. They're like, nah, we don't fuck with cats. <laughs> yeah, don't mess with cougars. I said we were on, at Sex Talk Moment on all socials, but on Twitter, it's at Sex Talk Podcast. I'm glad you mentioned it. That was, that was, that was bothering me since we said that. I was definitely going to go hunt you down on Twitter, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Twi- oh, yeah. Tweet at Tweet us. it out. It's Sex Talk Podcast. You guys, this was so fun. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. And Yvette, where can our listeners find you? Y'all can find me at the Cybabe on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, over at Facebook.com slash Cybabe, where I'm dishing up science snark and twice weekly live streams trying to explain COVID and the universe at large. And Alice, where can our listeners find you and the podcasts? You can find all the podcast things at twogirlsonmike.com. We have a Patreon. We have a PayPal if you want to do a one-time donation. But patrons, you guys do get plenty of... exclusive videos, content. We have, gosh, I I don't even know at this point, 20 plus uh, Patreon only episodes. Uh, You guys should absolutely check out. Uh, You can find the show at all the places at TGOM Podcast. Uh, So Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I still haven't started in OnlyFans because Ah, that's more work for me. Do you have one? It's, oh no! I just I, I I have well I have a Patreon for Cybabe and I have a Discord channel and I'm about to start a Twitch channel in which I'm I'm playing uh, uh, near Automata for people to watch me be my my very weird self while I play video games because oh, wow. we're just turning Cybabe into look we just saw a good friend of ours uh, uh, Dan lose like all of his social media accounts because Facebook was like fuck everything you don't get to have a social media account anymore when he built up over a, an audience of over a million people and I'm like. I could lose my audience of a third of a million people for no good reason, too. So I'm just trying to 
expand out. Yeah, that bit. we that's why we have our sneaky freaks on Patreon. Yeah. So patrons and, and Discord channels and Twitch channels, just in case Facebook takes away my audience, because I I need their love to keep going. Facebook just gave me another warning because they own Instagram and um what happened was so I have a ball gag face mask and <laughs> apparently Say no when, more. now yeah. now now, apparently, when other people now post my face with a ball gag face mask, I get warned. What? So this is gr- I'm not kidding. We're, we're oh constantly being warned. I'm, I'm being warned all the time for no reason, by the way. Somehow I have avoided Facebook's warning system more than I would have expected because I, I tell a decent degree of dirty jokes and I take swings <laughs> at people who I should not. Uh, and I've only gotten like two things taken down of six years of having a large ish audience. And one was a picture of Dick Cheney in which a dick had been photoshopped onto his head. It was <laughs> taken down six years after I posted it. Oh, my God. Yeah, we get in trouble just with our name. Just sex talk with my mom. We're going to be in trouble. Oh, man. I'm actually a little concerned almost like tagging you guys uh, on Facebook just because like I so we had this one guy, Billy Presida on the show. He does the man whore podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So we actually I remember taking a photo with him at one point and like a year ago, I all I did was I said, hanging out at the AVNs with my favorite and then man whore and then the word man whore was tagged with his show and it was considered bullying. Oh, no, we've never wow. had a problem with that. Yeah, we we've do. never been called bullies. No, no, we haven't had a problem Ooh. with that. It's just sometimes we have people that get angry at us, you know, because I don't friend them or something, and they start reporting. Well, either way, we're going to try to not get dinged for saying just the name of your podcast. <laughs> so Don't worry about it. You won't. Awesome. Thank you guys for joining us. So, guys, we'll see you again next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks again for having us. 